Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron, and today you can call me Old Pitter Pattery Heart Aaron, or Old Aaron, Old Aaron Heart Flutters, Old uh, Stressy McGee. Could be me. Uh, man, you want the stuff to go so smooth. You plan things, they don't work. You come back, you plan things, they don't work. They come back, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there with everything ready to work, and life just goes right in your face that's what it does that's what it did to me momentarily but luckily i had a big old hand of life wipes and i smeared that shit off my face and i cleaned it up and my computer runs and i am happy to be here for you all i am joined today by one of my favorite people on the planet one of my favorite people to talk to and banter with our rapport is one to be reckoned with his name is Hmm. Some may call him Tim. Others call him Rusty. My brother Rusty. Right. Welcome to the show, buddy. Oh, why? Thank you. 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 Thanks, everybody. Yes. 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 Uh, how's it going up in the AK? It's going good. We're uh, firmly in breakup now. Yeah. Yeah. We're past winter number three about a week ago it really tried gave us one last snow gave really tried to to stay alive but no we're firmly in breakup now that's good that's good how was easter easter was good we uh nice low-key did a small little easter egg hunt here girl you know girls got some good stuff from the easter bunny and it was good it was it was awesome that uh yep it was good man that's that's awesome um Mm -hmm. how how do you handle the myth the, the mythicism of Easter. What is the storyline that's in your house about what Easter is and how that works? Is there one? Not really. Easter no. is just a day to hunt eggs? Easter is a day to hunt eggs and uh, the Easter oh, bunny comes ha- and gives stuff. Get you know. And have any of the girls asked why the Easter bunny comes? Um, Not why. Oh, not why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm curious at the level of curiosity of them, you know, of, of you know, how we're just kind of letting them roll with it until, you know, yeah, yeah, until until they're not. Of, well, of course, of course. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. wondering how, 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 you know, if it comes up. That, that's right. all I was, I was curious about. Got, um, gotcha. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, uh, we didn't do anything for, for Zombie Jesus Day, really. I played a little bit of, played a, little bit of video games mm-hmm. uh you know sunday ritual to listen to axp okay that's that's kind of what i did um yeah yeah not a whole lot uh i did get to watch godzilla versus mm-hmm. king kong and did we that on sunday y- yes and we are mm-hmm. going to be talking about this yes later in the show but first okay. i want mm-hmm. to bring you up something that i found that i thought would be a light of little bit of interesting conversation okay so i discovered in reading philosophical papers going through outlets and whatnot um in the there's like a it's it's online it's called it's nautilus.us it is a biology slash neuroscience uh media outlets it's it's like a a journal basically like a published like a, a publishing journal of uh, biology neuroscience philosophies nautilus.us um 
and it's a it's a wonderful website of just good stuff. Anyway, I was I was reading through this and ran into a wonderful. I guess you could call this an issue, a blog. Maybe okay. it's an issue. It's it's one of the things they wrote about. Um, issue number eighty eight, and hmm. it is the hard problem of breakfast. Okay. All right. Sure. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you the the, the first thing. Over the past century, scientists have unlocked many of the most profound secrets of bacon, eggs, oatmeal, and avocado toast, advancing our understanding of the day's most important meal and ushering in a golden age of innovation. Innovation. Yet there remains one problem that has been proven frustratingly resistant to our efforts at resolution, what is often referred to as the hard problem of breakfast. The stubborn fact remains that, no matter how deeply we probe into the nature of bacon, eggs, oatmeal, and avocado toast, to say nothing of shashuka, grits, bear claws, or dim sum, or the interactions between these fundamental building blocks and, say, orange juice or coffee and the morning paper, we still or we simply have no convincing theory to explain how such disparate, seemingly inert components give rise to the phenomenon we subjectively experience as breakfast. Hmm. I never thought about that. It has long been understood that no breakfast can exist in the absence of its constituent foods and their related or th- and their related supporting structures such as plates and bowls, utensils and toasters. A breakfast must self-evidently be of something to be considered a breakfast at all. Yet despite technological advances that have enabled scientists to probe these components at the most minute levels, we have we have to date found no trace of the theorized breakfast particle or any other plausible mechanism by which breakfast could emerge from the underlying biochemical and and nutriophysical activity. So how do you suspect then from just bacon and mm-hmm. just applesauce mm-hmm. and maybe a, a pancake? Mm-hmm. Those in itself inert. Yeah. How I, does, how would breakfast arise? You know, I mean, obviously even, you know, going back, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to our earlier ancestors. Sure. Obviously, you know, we wake up in the morning, we're hungry. Ah, yes. You yes. know, obviously. And so, obviously, got to eat. Got to eat. Know. First meal of the day. Yep. Got to eat. And because, you know, especially back in the hunter-gathering, <sighs> you know, if, if you didn't eat breakfast, that's probably a big deal. You know, oh, if you didn't yeah. eat. Because you, you need energy for hunting or for doing whatever. That's or gathering. For, or gathering. Yeah, absolutely. Or anything else that's necessary for survival for that day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, how it got to the point, and then obviously at some point we started domesticating animals. Sure. Right? Absolutely. And then, mm-hmm. But how it got to the point to where it's like, I mean, you know, you can eat other things for breakfast, obviously, you know? Sure. You can eat almost anything. They they, they, they mentioned the bear claws or the dim sum. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like pizza. If you wake up in the morning, you have leftover pizza. You can eat pizza for breakfast. Oh, sure. But is pizza in itself breakfast? 
No. You can't say bre- you cannot say breakfast is found within pizza. No, and because when people say we're having breakfast for dinner, you don't think pizza. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, now let me let me let me bring this. Um, mm-hmm. We're uh, I, I I read this that the shirt that the 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 Boston Institute for uh, the Boston Institute for Elementary Investigation were able to show definitively that the breakfast cannot be located within any part of the egg, the yolk hmm. or the white. And thus, this result remains consistent regardless of the method of preparation. Soft or hard-boiled, over-easy, scrambled, really doesn't right. matter. Do you want to benedict it? The results could even hold true if the egg is highly distributed through the dish, as in a quiche. Hmm. They've gone further to show that, brec- that breakfast is not located in any part of an egg by breaking it up. And you're... I agree with you. Pizza goes on that list as well. I don't think you could find mm-hmm. breakfast in pizza or an see, egg. See, now, the, this this phrasing is is kind of confusing to me. To find breakfast in something. We, ah. find, thi- we find things in breakfast, the way I see it. Sure, sure. But, but it, the, okay, well, here, uh, it has... As it has become increasingly clear that the breakfast secret will not discover will not be discovered among large large things, we must turn the scientists must then turn their attention to the smallest scale, the fundamental quantum nature of breakfast. Mm-hmm. Newton once conceived of a fixed breakfast, say an apple, occupying a definite location in space and time. Today we must consider our morning meal not as an objective fact but rather as a kind of cloud of comestible potentiality, a statistical superposition of all possible breakfasts that mysteriously collapses into a bacon or an eggs or into a bagel only upon the order or the preposition of breakfast. Hmm. But how this collapse occurs, the exact nature of the proposed order, remain frustratingly opaque. So they're proposing that nothing is inherently breakfast, mm-hmm. but at the moment, breakfast is ordered. Mm-hmm. Okay. A superposition yeah. of, how did they word it? Of all possible breakfasts mysteriously collapses into the single one. Mm-hmm. Now, there was one part that I read that was fascinating. Right. The failure of science to find coherent answers has led some scholars to theorize that breakfast may not even exist at all. Hmm. Rather, they suggest that our experience of breakfast may be no more than a persistent illusion that in fact, Nothing truly exists beyond the bacon, the eggs, the toast, the hash browns, the coffee, or perhaps even a fruit cup. Mm-hmm. Our brains far- falsely attribute the quality of breakfast to these items, perhaps to encourage us to eat them and maybe even go by and nourish ourselves. The evolutionary psychologist Donica Saunders has recently proposed that in a series of papers that our ancestors who developed the ability to breakfast may have enjoyed a survival advantages over their non-breakfasting peers. See, and that's kind of what I was getting at right. before. And so, and I actually think, I 
I subscribe to that theory. I think that that sound that sounds plausible to me. That instead of maybe breakfast being inherent in a thing, mm-hmm. breakfast doesn't exist at all. Um, I think. Well, I guess if you want to get super super pedantic about it, breakfast is usually just the label that we place upon the first meal we eat in the day. Sure. And so then it can be anything. Sure. You know, now obviously, I mean, because even some other uh, foods, you know, like steak, you have steak and eggs, that's a legitimate breakfast. Right, right. But I would I would say, as they point mm-hmm. out, neither eggs nor steak on their own inherently are breakfast. No, no. Because you can use eggs in baking. You can use eggs in sure. cooking any, anything. Yeah. That's not considered a breakfast food yeah i loved i loved this article when mm-hmm. i read it it's it there's more i'm skipping over um sure. but it is a fantastic write-up uh and you know it, it's it's it, it is the parody of the hard problem of consciousness mm-hmm. see see i first when when you were getting to the hard problem i was i was Expecting it to go towards solipsism because that's usually ah, what I hear. The hard, hard problem so- of solipsism. Yeah, or a problem of hard solipsism, right, I the, guess. Is. Yes, yeah. No, yeah. This, this is the hard problem of consciousness. That how through a bunch of minute, organic, in non-interacting matter mm-hmm. can arise such a phenomenon as consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I don't. I don't know if we'll ever know that. Right, I, and and they're saying breakfast is among this hard problem. <laughs> <laughs> the hard problem of breakfast. How mm-hmm. how would breakfast yet arise from something from something as just, fundamental as bacon, eggs, toast, hash browns, and a fruit cup? Right. Yeah. That's 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 uh, yeah. That's I, a legitimate every, question. Every time I I every time now, when I wake up in the morning. And I eat breakfast. Well, I guess I wouldn't even say that. Um, when I consume food for my first meal, mm-hmm. I often wonder, what is my life? What is this food? What meal do I call it? Hmm. Yeah, that's... For me, I'm not usually much of a breakfast guy, at least not during the weekdays. Yeah, same. I'm not... I, I, have, I have coffee, usually. Who doesn't? I'll have, I'll, I'll have some coffee. And then... I have some frozen breakfast things at work. Like if I get to work and I'm a little hungry, I'll just pop one of those in the microwave, like a frozen like breakfast burrito or something, you know? Gotcha. I but, was going to think like Hot Pockets. These you Hot Pockets? Uh, no, not so much Hot Pockets. Huh. But no, not not for breakfast. Not oh, for breakfast. Sure. I got these cool stuffed hush brown things. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Gotcha. Do you think there's a food out there that can't be breakfast? Do you think there's an, an inherent negative loss to breakfast to it qualified within a food out there? Hmm. Wedding cake. Ooh, you don't think a wedding cake can be breakfast? Well, I mean, you can eat it first thing, but is it really breakfast? Like, or is it just a sweet thing that you're eating in the morning? Well, okay, sure, sure. So would you qualify would you would you extrapolate that further into all sweet things because if it's because because how could maple syrup be just a sweet is it just a sweet thing you're eating in the morning or is it breakfast because i think that donuts are a perfectly acceptable breakfast 
Okay. Um, brownies. Hmm. No, I don't think brownies could be breakfast. So a bear claw you're fine with? A bear claw? Yep, yep. Okay. Bear claw. Uh, a Danish? Mm-hmm. Uh, a donut? Mm-hmm. A fr- fritters, apple fritters. F- sure, fritters all day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, would you go... Uh, so no wedding cake, no brownies. What about like a carrot cake? I think... Hmm. Would, I think carrot car- cake is pushing. It's it straddles the line. I think. Okay. Um. Would you say most cakes are not breakfast? I most would say cake? most definitely not ice cream cake. Sure, not ice cream. What about ice cream itself? Could you eat ice no. cream for breakfast? I, I I'm in my younger days. I might have eaten ice cream first thing, but I wouldn't have called it breakfast. Mm. I'm going to get a visitor. Good. Here we go. Oh. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? Say hi to Uncle Aaron. Here, let me do something real quick. Okay, buddy. Oh, that's so awesome. What a good looking boy. There we go. I got I got to go oh, turn on the monitor. Hi, Gavin. You say hi to Uncle Aaron. Hi, Gavin. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? Hi, buddy. Hi. Ooh. Is that Uncle Aaron? Yep. Hi, Gavin. Can you wait? Can you say hi? He can. He's being awfully shy right now. Well, most... I find most babies are shy around me. Let's make you a little bigger. Maybe you'll see you better. Ah, there we go. Who's that guy? You say hello. Hi, Gavin. He's really good at waving goodbye. Oh, well, I no. bet he is. I bet he gives no. the best goodbyes. But not not so. He hasn't gotten really much to waving hello. Gotcha. Oh, <gasps> hi. You say hello. Hello. No, you'll be quiet again. You're gonna be quiet again. I'm, I'm glad we captured that. It was perfect. I got it yeah. so good. Awesome. That's so, awesome. Hey, you're going to sit in. He's going to sit in with us for a little bit. Mama's cutting him up some strawberries. Oh, strawberries. I have strawberries in my refrigerator, too. The boy loves him some strawberries. That's so good. Oh, I love strawberries, too. So, anyway, to come back around. Yeah. No, no ice cream for breakfast. Okay, all right. So, no ice cream, no ice cream cake. I, what cake could be breakfast? I think you're on something with carrot cake. I think carrot cake, there's a certain hardiness to it. There's sure. A certain, you know, it's a little What about, more, okay, but banana bread would be fine. Any bread you, would be fine. You bet. You bet banana bread would be fine. All right. So, so because I would think banana breads and p- like mm. pumpkin bread. Pumpkin bread and carrot cake or pumpkin cake are like mm. so close to each other. Mm. Here we go. How about this? Let me ask you this. All right. Pump pie. I think for the same reason as cake generally, I find a problem with any pie being a breakfast for that no. reason. I, no, I will I will throw one I agree, but I throw one caveat. 
the day after Thanksgiving, you can have pumpkin pie for breakfast. It, that is, yeah, I uh, that is exciting. maybe I think it depends on the crust. Okay, okay. Are you thinking like like your normal flaky kind of your flaky crust? If it has a flaky dough crust, that's yeah. fine. If it's a graham cracker crust, no way, Jose. No, no. Graham cracker no. crust can't be breakfast. You don't think so either, Bubby? But graham crackers and milk can be breakfast. Ooh. Is that... Oh, you think so? Yeah. Graham crackers and milk. I was going to say, mm. that's normally a pre-bed snack. Sure, it can be a dessert but, thing. But that's practically cereal. That's what I'm so, saying. So that could that could be part of a breakfast. Okay. Part of a- All right. All right. Yeah. I think we're on this. I like this distinguishing things of what can and can't be breakfast. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, so you you have sweet pastries that are allowed to be breakfast, but there's probably not a lot of other sweet things that can be breakfast. No, like candy bars, no breakfast. No, even though they are delicious. Yes, they're not breakfast. No. Now, um, actually, that makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. What I guess. Because you could have like a chocolate covered chewy bar that's like oatmeal. What about what about those oatmeal morning bars that are like basically a candy bar, but it has oatmeal in it? That would be acceptable. Oatmeal bars can be breakfast. Now, are you ta- now then, if you want to talk like Cliff bars, oh sure, the Cliff bar can be a breakfast on the go. That's an on the go breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but we also go back to the thing that maybe breakfast just doesn't actually even exist. Right. Oh, hey, good bunny. You want strawberries? Um, um, oh, that looks awesome. Oh, yeah. He's going to chow these strawberries down. Nom, 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 nom. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that, thank you for the fascinating, intriguing conversation and, and, and uh, going with me through this little breakfast capade. Absolutely. Um, all right, now let's move into the second portion of this Godzilla versus Kong. All right. I uh yeah. I think first we should both give our overall Okay, wait. And let me let me say this for everybody okay. out there listening right now. This will include spoilers. Yes, major spoiler warning from here on out. Starting right now, we are not going to hold back. We're going to talk about everything in this movie. So if you have come to hear the this talk and hear our criticisms, hear our loves, hear everything we from two honest Godzilla fans, turn yeah. back now or forever be spoiled. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think and we in all all hope ye who enter here. I I I think we both start with uh, just give a kind of your your overall thoughts summation um i've been thinking about it and i think because i saw it on friday yeah so i've had the weekend and today to to get to have my thoughts to stir my thoughts um and so i would if i'm talking not just as as a film because if you're just talking about it as a general movie you're comparing it to the all-time classic of course but as a giant as a Godzilla movie, I would have to give it a, a rating of about 3.6 Ronkin. Not great, not terrible. Sure, sure. I, 
Okay. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, that's. I think I w- I was entertained by it. Sure. At the end, at the end of it, I was glad that I saw it in theaters. I bet. I, I glad that I took the time out of my day to go watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because I'm a huge Godzilla fan, and so it would take a lot for me to not feel that way. Sure. And I, and- sure, sure. I uh, yeah, I I agree. It was, it kept me captivated the whole time. Um, yep. There were, you know, and we'll get into them, but there were lulls and there were things there that that I I felt that were clunky, but then it was made up with with good monster action and uh uh yeah, I I think overall it was a great monster movie. It did justice to the new wave, the the legendary monster movies. Um I think so. I think it, it's a good it's not the best in- entrance to in this series. Agreed. But it's not uh, there's only 4 movies. So <laughs> yeah. I would say out of 4 it, I'd probably rank it number 3. Yes, yes, it's Just not as an overall product. Agreed. I'd probably put it number 3. But there are things in it that it does better than any of the other ones. Oh, the okay. Highs, the well, highs and lows. Well, let's go into it first. Let's 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 okay. let, let's bolster this movie. Let's talk okay. about the highs. Let's go into specific things of what we loved. Okay. Um, all right. You, for for those of you who don't know, let me give this. Um, if you, I would imagine you've all seen it, so you understand that this was Godzilla versus Kong is kind of a misnomer to the movie. And it, it was it was them versus each other, but it was it was more of like a pissing match to just for order. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And at the first fight where they fight on the on the boats and then on the aircraft carrier. Yeah. That was Godzilla saying, Hey Because at the you know, at the end of King of the Monsters, he, you know he was he, all King. the other monsters bowed down, but King Kong didn't show up. He yep. wasn't. And so that's him showing, hey, dude, time to bend the knee, kiss the ring. Right. And, and you know, of course, he's like, no, nah, I don't think I will. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that. And so, you know, I like the fact, you know, I think that fight was played out pretty dang well. I agree. I agree. It, it, uh, for being confined to, floating logs basically yeah. for them mm-hmm. um not having a lot of room to run because you know as they did in the later in the thing they love destroying cities man yep. and and i love watching cities fall down yeah um, i do too. um I and see. and i but i i really did enjoy how they did the ship action uh mm-hmm. they made an interesting battleground for them it's it was many layered it was diverse they had they could run across things there was horizontal action and vertical action but also the thing is you know godzilla is an aquatic creature correct king kong is not so king kong was immediately out of his element oh yeah as soon as he was underwater and then as soon as he was underwater all godzilla and if they had to drop those depth charges all oh. Godzilla had to do was hold him on there for a few more minutes, and it was lights out. It was oh done. yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, I think I enjoyed the I enjoyed the attention to detail when Kong came back up and coughed water up. Yeah, that was good. That was that re- was good. 
I enjoyed seeing that they they really went so I I loved a lot of the cinema a, a lot of the effects that went into Kong in this movie. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, were were they maybe playing up a couple human tendencies tendencies a little bit for the theatrical part of it? Probably sure. I uh, think, but I think it was important for them to do that. I think that it was because even though it's Godzilla versus Kong, it's really almost a King Kong movie featuring Godzilla. Cause yeah, you're right. King Kong is the main character. He's We experience most of the movie from his perspective. Yeah, you're we right. We follow him from place to place and see how he deals with it. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Mostly. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, you know, and if you go back, I know it's, they're unrelated movies just they just happen to have the same character in them if you look at peter jackson's king kong that did a really good job of humanizing king kong too correct and really allowed you to empathize with them for when the when the tragedy hit it was more it was more powerful sure sure yeah i uh you know him picking up sign language was uh a good thing you know a good technique movie making wise to get you keep you intrigued um invested in him yeah 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 yeah. you're Mm -hmm. that's good um yeah i I really enjoyed that i and uh you know they made i I enjoy they made him smart um that's kind of always been his thing yeah yeah you know that when when in the like the 1963 i think that's when they made the original king godzilla versus king kong you know that was the difference between the two of them you know like godzilla is just this animal that acts on pure instinct Yep. He's purely, you know, he's just purely, you know, emotional driven. He's purely, you know, territorial, whereas Kong is more of a thinking animal. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he he takes in more of his surroundings. He, he comes up with plans. And so for them to carry that forward into this movie, I think was a really good choice. Yeah. Even in the very beginning, watching him, he fit, you know, throwing stuff through the roof. Yeah. The, the false ass sky they gave him. He's like, your son mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yep. So I know this is fake. I'm I'm good with it for now, but I'm just letting you know. Yep. This yep. is that I'm not going to do a deal with this much longer. Yeah, yeah. I uh, you you know I yeah that was good. Um. Okay. What did you like about Mechagodzilla? I loved. I liked the design. Personally, I liked the way that it looked. I think you know they did a really good job. Of making him just completely menacing. Agreed. You know, he, he, look, fucking, man, when, when, when bad guy, evil, bad corporation guy is doing his monologue, and then, you know, just when, when Mechagodzilla's self aware, and you see the, the, you know, the red eyes, oh, that was such a good moment. Oh, oh it was, yeah. Want, yeah. Just yeah. a second. Oh, yeah, of course. You want my headphones? You want my headphones? There you go. You want to wear them? Here we go. There you go, Bubby. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. More strawberries. So, yeah, I think the, uh, I liked the fact that they, uh, gave him a bunch of weapons because, you know, the old, the original OG Mechagodzilla was, had, he didn't, you know, he had missile fingers and laser eyes and he had all that stuff. Yeah, and, rockets out of his chest. He had all that yep. kind of stuff, man. Yeah, so I think the fact that you know they did a good job of honoring this, this the spirit of Mechagodzilla, but updating it and yeah. 
giving oh, a new spin. I agreed. I loved that they didn't give him a torso. I love that they gave his make it made it more spinal and and a yeah. bunch of articulating joints and all mm-hmm. of his fins articulated and all of his rotors caught instead of just being like Godzilla yeah. looks, you know, even in yeah. this even though Godzilla's been modernized, Godzilla is still a long torso and tail with pop-on legs and arms that walk beside right. him, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and but this one is it has long, lanky arms that can go at different angles and like yeah. rotating hands to grab, you know, in any which way. Absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. If was, you were to build, if you were to build something to fight something like Godzilla, that's what it would have to be like. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I I enjoyed the you know them using and uh, the the Ghidorah skull and um. You know that I saw that coming, but that's not a negative thing. They just no, they, no, no. And I think it was pretty. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool, and that gave you know that explained also how they uh, how one Godzilla could figure out whenever it was being turned on, right? Right. Because that's when it, whenever they turned it on to provoke him, he would go and attack where it is because he recognized whatever you want to call it, Ghidorah's. Brain waves, or it wasn't even his brain; it was just his skull. But whatever energy he puts out there, you know, Godzilla picked up on it. Yeah, and that would explain, and it would also explain why the know, waves. It was the the the, the that that sonar, yeah. you know, the 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 pulse that they got from the the Middle Earth. Um, right. All right. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. What okay. did? What were your first impressions of the Middle Earth? Them coming down into there, them oh. doing all that. The, what what was what did you like about it? Um. What did I like about it? Or did you like anything about it? I liked the concept. I This is one of my problems of the movie. I Me don't, too. My biggest problem, actually. I don't actually. think it was executed as well as it could have been. I don't think that the weird dimension portal was necessary. I don't think that was, you know, when they went down into it and they went through the dimension portal. Darkness like, and like, boop, drop, darkness, speeding super fast. Boop, yeah. Out the other side. Yeah. And then you're weird. there. I, right. And so, you know, you got the 2001 moment when all the lights are going by and that was not necessary. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know why they couldn't have just time lapsed a really long fall. Yeah. So, right. so yeah, my biggest problem with the movie was the center earth, hollow earth thing. Um, yeah. How they, I, I, I get what they tried to do. They mm-hmm. wanted to make, an inside sphere and yeah. a mountainous cavernous range. So it yeah. wouldn't look round, right. but they wanted life on both sides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They wanted living habitat on both sides, but they, they made it flat. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they, Where- they not only, I, I don't th- inadvertently, the only thing I thought was this is ammo for flat earthers. Who also yeah. <laughs> want to talk about a hollow flat earth. We have right, a hollow exactly. flat oblate pancake. Yep. And the inside is now hollow. So it's, it's just a giant flat shell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the, of the two flat. Yeah. Landscapes. But mirroring. disappearing into fog on the end. Why couldn't right. they have shown the walls all around? Like IE. Okay. Biggest. Okay. Biggest problem with the, with the hollow earth. Why is there sunlight? Right. Why is there sunlight in the middle of the earth? Right. Where? What is the light source? 
Sure, sure. So they showed that power thing coming off of the two mountains that touched. There was like, but then they, they see what I didn't understand is they came in, they fell down, right? Yep. And so they fell toward the center. Yep. Then they land on the one side because they had to flip gravity and suck yep. back up and hit the thing. And mm-hmm. then they hiked across to go up to this mountain point to yep. then flip gravity sides to go down to the other side of the planet yeah on the inside to then walk over to the other mountain where the throne inside yeah that had a glowing power source on top of it yeah now that could have been the energy light source for the whole place that that that, that could have been it i again i i'll have to watch but i don't think so because at one time if i remember they were walking with the light behind them like yeah going right and so but they're, then they got to the mountain with this big power light source, like glowing orbness. Um, right. So that was all f- okay, and I was kind of buying into the reality of it. But then, mm-hmm. when Godzilla shoots his radiation beam all the way down through the planet, yeah, to get right there. to the inside, like he just found the spot, looked down, and yep. went, "Okay, this is going to go right into the right. throne room, right there where he is." And you know, he looks down and says, "Hey, I heard you talking shit down there." And then got King Kong. All right, puffs up, grabs his fucking axe, goes to save him. Yep, and jumps away uh, from gravity. Yeah, and falls right. away from gravity. Right. With no thrust source, like they had to fall into the center of the earth because they yep. fell that way. They didn't fly and, that way. And they... the weird thing is when in the, the hollow earth, they have like the midpoint, right? Between the two where like all the rocks are floating. Yeah. Like the center be, of gravity. The center of gravity. But the, what the weird thing is, is that once you pass that gravity reverses and goes away from that point. You would think that all gravity would be sucked toward the center. Would suck towards that. You're correctly, you're absolutely correct because that is how you get a sphere in space is everything goes toward a center focal point. Right. Now, so say there was, I get, okay, I get that there would be a center point of rotation around. Yeah. But there wouldn't be a point where gravity ceases to exist in the center of the planet. Right. And that's what they showed. Right. I guess the way I, at first, the way before I really started thinking about it was that, like, that's what it would look like if there just happened to be free-floating things in a space at the center of the Earth. It it, You know, the equilibrium of gravity, it would just stop there because there's nowhere else for it to go. It would go to the center, though. And then the next floating thing would go to that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. To that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so that was a problem. Um, yeah, right. You're right. How did gravity go away from center to a point and then flip and go back? So there must be a mid range between like the shell of the inner hollow earth and the new core-ish outer core mantle, um, Mm -hmm. of the planet that is enveloping this halt, this egg in the middle. Um, yeah, failed. I really, that part failed for me. Yeah, it did. It, It didn't. Again, I like the concept of like the hollow earth being a thing in this universe, in that universe. I think that's okay. And, and a source for the monsters, like the, the, the bigger, harder prime. Okay. Because, you know, because in the, in the Godzilla 14 movie, 
the first the first movie of this with Brian Cranston. Yeah, they mentioned that like the Titans spent their time, you know, you know, as as the Earth cooled, they made their way farther and farther underground to feed on the radiation. Right, that's what they said. So having a hollow Earth thing at the center where they could all go and live would make sense. <coughs> yeah, but yeah, it, the execution of the idea was 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 lacking for me. Failed hard, failed hard. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, well, what other bummers did you feel? Bummers. I think um, the because each Godzilla and King Kong had their own little teams of humans, right, carrying out subplots. Right. And I think that the Godzilla team, which was uh, Millie Bobby Brown, the conspiracy dude, and then Josh. Yeah. That whole storyline could, uh, I mean, I get that they were supposed to be uncovering the mystery of Mechagodzilla. That was their whole thing. You know, the, the Mechagodzilla was revealed through them, but it was still, didn't really impact the story at all. No, it was, um, it, <coughs> not only that, all of the writing for those people, when they had interactions inside the base, what yeah. the weird interactions in the, the, um, the hyper tube, um, yeah, it somehow took them from from um, where Florida to to China to Hong Kong, Florida to Hong like Kong. Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, so you know they're going eight hundred miles an hour or whatever it is under in right. this tube. Of, okay, so I get that the time yeah. could be feasible. So, uh, Hyper tubes are conceivable, real things. Yeah. Um. Okay, fine. Okay, but yeah, but all of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Was dredging. Yeah. It, they were trying to give them quick one-liners and whimsy and quirkiness to all these people, and right. that that and and hoping that we fed for those parts of the movie to just because really Godzilla showed up. He was doing his own shit. Yeah, and they had to create a story about the 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 reason God's the reason Godzilla would just do his own stuff. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, cause cause Godzilla will do what Godzilla will do. Right. He is the king. Yeah. And- just, yeah. Well, he's going to do what he wherever he wants to do. And so, I think, yeah, having that the, that whole bit was. Yeah, like I said, the dialogue was not great. Although I will admit that I got some laughs. Some of the lines were funny. I couldn't sure. give you any specific ones off the top of my head. Yeah, but there in, were the, ones... in, in the moment set up yeah. by the, the, yeah. the precedence of everything, they were funny, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they weren't funny because it was a well-written joke. No, no. It, but in the moment when yeah. you're in the yeah. flow of the movie, yeah. Yeah. it was funny. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, and... and- Oh, sorry. What was one for you? What was another uh, man, bummer? Um, yeah, one of one of the big bummers was the story arc of the daughter of the guy of what's his name? Yeah, of yeah. the the apex boss man. Yeah, that she had to come down to be a part of this. Like, like wouldn't have been so much. Wouldn't have been so much better. If instead of her having to be a presence on this thing to get the core to, to be there when the robot takes a core sample out of that thing to then transmit it back up that 
all she did was come down, oh, say this thing, slip the robot on the ship that lays dormant until they get there. And while all the commotion's happening, the robot does it by itself sneakily without all the commotion and like the big charade and facade walk them out into front of everybody in Kong and going, we're taking your sample. See, see, but now the thing is, though, I thought about that, but when the bad dude initially hired the scientist guy, he said, hey, look, I'm looking for a power source to power my my robot, and that lays in the center of the Earth, and we think it's in the hollow Earth, so we need you to go down there. So they, he had that, and he signed up for that. He knew that that was going to happen. Oh, sure, sure, but it was... That's fine. He could have been there yeah. and rode down and the robot was snuck on there yeah. and did its covert thing just to sit there and mm-hmm. beam it up. The the parade. They had yeah. to parade the them doing it in front of Kong. Right. Like Oh yeah, and then once once they pulled, you know, pulled out their guns and put the guns on on the little especially like on the little girl. Yeah. How could they possibly think that was a good idea? Right. <laughs> Right, right. Like, oh, we have the power now. Big, yeah. you know. Yeah, that that was all crazy. Um, and then for also then to just go, oh, right at the end of it, then just crush. Like I, that was that was I was satisfied by that. That because like he he grabbed you know they're trying to get away. They think you know. But what? Then- but here's the thing: is is it's really. I mean, I guess it does play out. I'm kind of thinking of it now. It's like. A, it's it's almost like a suicide mission, but but it yeah. was it was it was a suicide mission of incompetence. Yeah, you know, and, and oh, it, but see, now, however, let me let me posit this to you, okay? Maybe the, one of the most famous lines going again in the MonsterVerse, going back to the 2014 one, and this popped in my head while I was watching the movie. Doctor Sarazawa said, "You know, the arrogance of man is thinking that nature is in our control and not the other way around." Sure. That was a classic example of that. Say, so, hey, look, we got the power now. Kong's not going to do anything. We're in control. No, you're not. And they forgot that. Yeah. And so they had to be taught that lesson. Yeah, I guess. And it- I think that I think thematically within this universe, that played right into it. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I guess it was just a, another a clunky part. But it was also the whole Hollow Earth thing, you know, all of yeah. it kind of just... Really felt clunky. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, the the Godzilla versus Kong fight scene before Mecha Godzilla comes in How, Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. Yep. I thought that was a pretty fucking good fight scene. I, I loved it. I I enjoyed how realistic they let Kong's blast be, and yep. how you actually really experienced. The gravity of Kong running away from the just, yeah, you know, yeah. it's and it's I, it's what we kind of always thought lightsabers should have been to their fullest extent in Star Wars, not captured by the constraints yeah. of filmmaking, right? Right. Like, and so I think that I liked seeing it because, like we said, you know, in the first fight on the boats, they were in Godzilla's territory. He had the complete advantage all the way through. Yeah, there was no way that if they hadn't interfered. Kong wasn't getting out of there. That was going to be yep, lights out. Yep, yep. But amongst, you know, more confined spaces, elevated spaces now, Kong gets to be in his element more, and he has a brawler's chance. 
He had a, you know, he had, he could put up a fight. Yeah, but he, Godzilla he, has a hell of a chin. Oh, yeah, he does. And that's the thing. But, but he was still able to show, you know, he was able to, you know, go the distance. He was, he, he, he went the distance with Godzilla. Yeah. You know, he didn't win the fight, which might I'd say, I'm glad that he didn't. Me too. I was I'm really. That, um, I, th- now I going in. I was totally Team Godzilla all the way because I—that's how I am. Yep, yep. Yeah, huh? But uh, you know, but then, but that I was going to say earlier when we we're talking about how they humanized King Kong. Yeah, there were times that I was like starting to feel really bad for him because man, oh. he was getting the short shift the whole movie. Dude, know? dude, to see him with God stepping on his chest. Yeah. And then taking the second step on his chest? Yeah. It's like no, you're 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 down now. <laughs> you know. That I, was that 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 actually that actually struck a chord. That was like yeah. ooh, ooh, that's Yeah, yep. that's that's uh uh-huh. that's heavy. You think, oh, you think so, Bubby? Uh-huh. Oh, you want my headphones? You want me do I put them back on? But He's yeah, so I cute. think There you go, Bubby. Yeah, so that was good. That was good. That was, yeah, I think that, now the thing for me, because the whole reason that he was showing up to Hong Kong in the first place, Godzilla, Godzilla. was Mechagodzilla. Right. And so the whole fight kind of had this thing for me where, like, Godzilla was kind of like, I'm not here for you. I'm going to beat your ass because you're in my way. But you're not my main, you're not my target here. And I think that's kind of when he put his foot on his chest and roared in his face. It's like, dude, back down. Yeah. Like, do you, so do you, why do you think Kong? Because that's something they never touched on. Yeah. Why was Kong fighting Godzilla? See, I think that Kong was fighting Godzilla because Godzilla wanted to be the alpha. He, because you know he's king of the monsters. He wanted to be the alpha titan, and as they said, Kong is too independent for that. He and bows you say, to okay, no one. Okay, you're going to yeah. challenge me. I'm going to, I'm going to show you what's what. Right. You know. Well, and when, then and then that's kind of when they alluded to the history of their kind has done this for millennia. Yeah, exactly. Like because they've always been the two alphas. Right. Um, hmm. And, and it, so I, I think that's what it was. I think for. Kong, it was just an issue of pride. It's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bow to you, and if you're gonna try and act like that, I need to. I'm, I'm. You're gonna catch these hands, son. Right, and so you had, we had to watch Kong swallow that. Yeah. For uh, in defeat to then come and save Godzilla's ass. Right. You know, and they, I, I think, I, I think that they did a good job making Mecha Godzilla, um. That you said menacing, terrifying, more powerful than one of them by themselves. See, that's that. That's what. That's what I kind of got to me. Is at first I was like, "Whoa, how is he wiping the floor with Godzilla like this?" Yeah. But a couple things I know. But uh, yeah, he did. But God, Godzilla was created specifically to kill Godzilla. Yeah, specifically every <laughs> aspect of it was for Godzilla. All of it all of its strengths went against all of Godzilla's weaknesses. Right. They didn't account on King Kong being there. Correct. 
And if King Kong hadn't been there, Godzilla probably would have. Now, one could say that Godzilla was already tired out from battling with King Kong by the time Mechagodzilla showed up. Sure. But even so, King Kong was the wild card. Yeah. They yeah. didn't expect that him to be there. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Um, yeah, a couple things I, I felt like all of the oil that just shot out of Mechagodzilla when his arms came off. Oh, dude. Yeah. To me, I was like, okay, it's a little Kill Bill. Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, or um, um, like Monty Python, a Holy Grail, Black yeah. Knight style, right? But a flesh wound. Um, but also, my problem was, mm-hmm. you expect me to think that Mechagodzilla, as advanced piece of machinery as he is, biomechanical, yeah. all that that he had to run on that much oil like he right. he had hydraulic systems so dependent on something as crucial as a as a as a, as a leak and a bad fitting somewhere right. like like no Godzilla Mecha Godzilla would not be full of oil to no. shoot out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gallons yeah just right. just I, I think you know, I didn't think about that that much. That was just, you know, obviously, if if any other monster got his arms ripped off, the blood would come out everywhere. So they had to do something. I, they had to do something. I would have loved to see sparks, showers of yeah. sparks, and and mm-hmm. you know, they could have they could have made it as a, an effect like that of of something, maybe like a plasma. Like you right. know, he could have had some glowing plasma thing that runs through him for his power source or. Right. Um, I think I don't know, that didn't particularly, of course, I'm not exactly mechanically minded like you are. So yeah, that, yeah, well, that didn't yeah. really cross my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about a lot of those kind of mechanical mm-hmm. stuffs. Um, right. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing that really chat my ass, um, mm-hmm. the anti-gravity ships. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had the blue trails coming off the back of anti-gravity right. cannons, basically. So, yeah. like, these things that are creating an anti-gravity wave, okay, maybe they would emit some sort of light source around them because right. photons are moving in weird ways. Yeah, um, yeah. But to then have them move in this, like, tra- yeah. Star Fox trail mm-hmm. behind the ship, when it's not a jet, it's not a, it's not a thruster of any kind, it's, it, right. it has no emitting propulsion yet, yet they right. flew around and had beams, boom. And and this is something actually that actually if you give me a second I'm going to take Gavin out. Oh of here. please, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then when I get back I'm going to touch on something about that. That I, there was another bummer of this movie to me. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. Be right back. All right. If you guys haven't noticed, um, we love Godzilla. We love nerding out over movies. Um, man, it's a good fucking time. I if you guys should go check it out. Really though, we're we're talking about it. We're spoiling it. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't. I don't know why you would still be listening to this if you haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty, pretty fun, pretty fun. Godzilla is the king. He he whooped up, and we were happy about it. Oh, I'm gonna play this. Come on, buddy. Yo, everybody. What's up? How you doing out there? This is another journey through time and stuff. We got a sick beat just to uh, make you guys feel 
good about uh, yourselves. Yeah. We want you guys to get hyped up. We yeah. want you guys to be uh, like, oh man, boom. finally. Boom. Maybe you're in your car. Boom. You know, boom. Maybe you're boom. at the gym. Maybe, who knows? Boom. But we want you to be excited maybe about you're a man. life. Yeah, maybe you're a woman. Maybe you're a man wanting to be a woman or a woman wanting to be a man. It doesn't matter. All that stuff, it's soul. It's, it's who. You be yourself and you love that. And you go out into the world and you spread your little seed. And you make that seed a positive one. You make that tree cast shadows over the haters because they don't deserve the sun. True that. Right? True that. And you just, you be that tree and you freaking soak in all those rays and you just get bigger, baby. You just get bigger. At night when I'm holding my baby close to me, I hold it tight. Real tight. And then we go on a journey through time and stuff. Thanks for listening. We are back. Thank you. Uh, everybody for listening to A Journey Through Time and Stuff. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this so far. We hope you enjoyed Godzilla and you're not bummed out by the spoilers. All right, buddy. So what we're going to say was a disappointment. Okay. So the, the thing that's, a, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's partly, oh, I'm partly okay with it, but partly also disappointed by it. And that is when you, the shift in tone across the three Godzilla movies. Okay. So the, when you, Godzilla 2014, you know, it's Godzilla comes in, the military is fighting with normal military technology. It's normal. They're using trains and their jets and tanks and normal missiles and everything's, I mean, as much as a movie concerning giant monsters that can't actually physically exist. Yeah, they made it. Are, are in as grounded as reality as it could be. Sure. Fast forward two movies, and it's like, what? Supposed to be like five years later, seven years later, or whatever in the within the movie. All of a sudden, they have all this weird, crazy future technology. Like you said, anti-gravity ships that can, you know, and, and secret tunnels to go the 800, you know, miles an hour and all this other stuff that isn't at this point well, in reality feasible well so apex technologies or whatever that company was right i would have to assume had been working behind the scenes for decades so yeah. while while the while in the when godzilla first showed up mm-hmm. maybe this large wayne corp style company mm-hmm. in this universe who was already maybe or maybe it's like Luther Corp, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe right. it's very Luther Corpy with lots of money, a brilliant guy running the technology, um, mm-hmm. crazy inventor stuff. All of a sudden, Godzilla shows up. The world defense as we know it, yeah, um, only has trains, planes, and automobiles to to mm-hmm. fight Godzilla with, yeah. Luther Corp. Or whatever the Apex guys, all mm-hmm. of a sudden go whoop, attention spent on Godzilla. Yeah, let's do. You know, maybe they already had the Hong Kong thing built because they were transporting other weird shit, right? Okay. Um, yeah. you know, they had, you know, when when the 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 Titans, you know, um, they had found these frozen ones all over the place, 
And mm-hmm. so maybe they had already known they were there and monitoring that for a while before Godzilla showed up. But that, that's what that's what Monarch was. Monarch is the is the the agency meant to completely study all of them all of the titans that they you know and everything like that but they they weren't at least forever they weren't they kind of worked with the government they weren't like their own sure. special high tech thing sure but but if the monarch already kind of existed these guys i i would assume in this movie who yeah. who came with the tech right we the anti gravity mm-hmm. tech already Right. They they may have already had that as just like a a dark corporation, you know, a Luther okay. Corp type thing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, is it a big jump? I felt so. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was just a little convenient that uh Yeah. I mean, you you it you're right. It kind of is a double-edged sword because were they they obviously built Mecha Godzilla they spent all of their resources on had to have been on that over the last two years since Titans showed, right? Mm-hmm. Since the, since that fight, um, all of their resources clearly went into this one thing, right? So, Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla was ready. They're turning it on test runs. It pisses Godzilla off. That's why he's out. Mm-hmm. They need Kong because Godzilla shows up. As soon as they fi- figure out they're getting Kong. This company who's building Mechagodzilla needs the power source signal signature mm-hmm. from yeah. the middle world, which mm-hmm. both sides of the coin kind of at the same time, like, hey, we both know about this thing. Yeah. The middle center earth. Mm-hmm. And we both need to get them there. We need to rescue Kong to go there. And we need Kong, you know, like the, yeah, that right. whole thing mm-hmm. seemed shoehorned in. Yeah, for just getting got Mecha Godzilla turned on to fight yeah. Godzilla, right? <sighs> little bit of a little. I don't. I don't know if it's a plot hole necessarily, but no, it, it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't it's think a there's a hole. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's just a writing convenience. It seems yeah. like. Yeah, and then they had the technology to do both to to create the to get them there to do the good thing to also do the bad thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also appreciate it because those mids, you know, the mids, mid to late 60s to mid 70s Godzilla movies were full of that stuff. It was all schlock. It was all meant to just be entertaining. Oh, yeah. Insane tech and of the time, mm -hmm. crazy laser beams and can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to see, you know, while I do appreciate more quote-unquote serious Godzilla movies to see them embracing the silliness of it all like this is it's nice you think you, know? you think do you think maybe the beams the, the 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 trails off the back of those ships I was complaining about was some of that they're like hey man they would have made beams come off the back of their fucking drives mm-hmm. in the 70s with just lighting a boom and yep. given, you know, think of all the effects. Every time I think of a flying ship from the 70s, I think of it wrapped in tinfoil going, boom. Right. And, and, and if they, just, yeah, if they could have put cool laser effects on that, you know, they would have. And so I think it's one of those things that's just, yeah. it, it looks cool. I wish Mechagodzilla's head would have been a little more Godzilla-like. Mm-hmm. 
and a little less like I don't know. It was weird. It it now, was now remember it was it it was based off of King Ghidorah's one of King Ghidorah's skulls. So it wouldn't have looked exactly like Godzilla. That's true. It wait that head was? Are you sure? It, yeah, because I'm pretty sure there was a line in the movie. That oh, you're said, right. You're right. There's one, two of them. One head was in the monster. The other one was in there, and that's how they right. had the, the link. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, okay. Because so, they can. Yeah. And they probably just modified the front of the face off and just left yeah. the skull part in the mm-hmm. head. Yeah, I still think that even with that, if all they needed was the background part of the skull, they could have made a little mm-hmm. bit better head I, for I Godzilla. Was, I, th- I thought it was fine. To I me, thought, it, it seems small. Yeah. Okay. It seemed, for as monstrous as the rest of him was, it just seemed like, mm-hmm. like almost like a Koopa off of Mario Brothers. Yeah, I can see that. I I, I was pleased with the design. I think me my too. Fav- oh. My my favorite Mechagodzilla design is still the original. I know. The, there, there's been there's been a, a two or three others since then. But I think that this one is the original one is still the best for me. Yeah. But this one it might be number two. Yeah, yeah. This it, it seemed like it almost felt like they could have gone a little more block a little blockier mm-hmm. in the midsection. Yeah. Like instead of making it a thin rail, they could have done something to just make it a little. Bulky. I don't know. It it seemed a little skinny, but it was it, it absolutely yeah. was menacing and terrifying. And, and one and one other thing. Oh, the tail! I loved yep. the tail with the spinning. Because oh, used yeah. to watch that thing chew stuff up all the time in the mm. old movies, dude. The tail mm. is death, and so I'm yep. glad they did the tail. One thing about Mechagodzilla that bugged me, and it's a it's kind of a little thing, but it's significant, is how fast it moved. Ah, yes. Things that big don't look like they're moving that fast. Correct. And, and, and that's another thing that has kind of shifted too, like from, from the, from Gareth Edwards 2014 to now when Godzilla moves, it's slow. It has, it had weight to it. I mean, even if he was moving fast, it was still, you know, massive feeling. Whereas in sometimes in the fight, especially the Hong Kong fight when Godzilla and King Kong are going at it. He was moving pretty darn quick on the screen. Yeah, Godzilla himself was moving quick and like jumping almost. Mm-hmm. You watched now, him like yep. bounding, mm-hmm. which is now, fine, but yeah. the weight wasn't there. Now, if now there could be an, an in-universe explanation for this. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. The the that of how much faster he, he's you know. Again, comparing where we are now for, to where we started. Oh, he's where, gaining you know, more energy. He's gay because in the second movie, King of the Monsters, he got supercharged by a nuke. Correct. Juiced him up. And so this, you, one could say that, hey, the reason that he's so much more powerful now is because of that. Yeah, and they you also know. did do the work to explain why Kong is bigger. He was growing bigger yeah. in that environment than ever, mm-hmm. you know, at an accelerated rate. So that's why Kong is as big as Godzilla now. Yeah. And so, and you know, and they gave a, a throwaway line in Kong Skull Island where John C. Riley said, you know, hey, he's just, he's just little right now. He's going to keep growing. He's going to get bigger. Yeah. So that was already given to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then, you know, I did, I thought they did a good job portraying the speed of Kong. He would be yes. faster like that and, mm-hmm. and more athletic. You know, he doesn't, he weighs 25 or 30 tons, not 80 tons. Yeah. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, um, or a hundred tons or however big Godzilla is. Um, yeah. Well, you know, um, a hundred million tons. I mean, not, Whatever. not a hundred yeah. tons, a yeah. hundred million yeah. tons. Right. You know, Godzilla, King Kong weighs like 20 million tons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but he, jumping around using buildings as as playgrounds and stuff, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing that the acrobatics of that. But I thought you're right. I felt like maybe Godzilla was keeping up a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, Kong should be able to run circles around Godzilla, and Godzilla just has the mass and the tail to stop him from running. The tail's a big part of it. You know, and um, yeah. and I felt like maybe Godzilla didn't use as much. He he was more arm fighting. Mm-hmm. And like I noticed, he was having this long. Even Godzilla had kind of a long reach mm-hmm. in this one, and and was doing some some hitting and um, the Throwing. claw the claw slashing was kind of oh. insane, yeah, right on the chest of God's or King Kong. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the throwing and all that stuff seemed a little weird versus like big tail whips and and yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to see the sliding on the tail attack. I wanted Godzilla to do his fucking rear back slide on his Mm -hmm. tail attack. Right. I think, yeah, that one, I don't think that's going to fly in this one. I think that's a little too, I don't think. Oh, man. That, that's, that, you know, I think there, there were a good number of throwbacks. There were, there were, there were, but I think that one that is one that needs to stay in the past as great as it is, as cheesy as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, one thing that I do really did really enjoy is, uh, about Godzilla is his personality. Oh yeah. He got a lot of personality in this movie. Yes, he did. Like when he clipped Godzilla or King Kong in the air with his breath, and it and it showed him not only did he smile, but he chuckled. Mm-hmm. You heard you heard him chuckle, which is something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he was happy about it. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, you you saw Godzilla smile a couple times. You saw him get intrigued, mm-hmm. be pleased yeah. with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you also watched him recognize teamwork yeah you, mm-hmm. you got to see him go yeah i'm king but maybe i need him too yeah. like that look when they both had an arm and looked across mechagodzilla at each oh. other mm-hmm. like like that was like oh it's it's fucking tango and cash right now man yeah mm-hmm. you know kind of like tag team partners yeah. in a wrestling match yeah. and so it's uh, oh and then the look at the end when they're looking at each other after the dust had settled, he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going my way now." And they had that little stare down and kind of mm-hmm. chest bump moment. The thing that I liked was um, before before that before that, but like you know, Mechagodzilla is defeated. Kong is just wiped out. Yeah. He's just you know, even though he he got he got you know revived, he's still just he's t- he's toast. But he looks up and Godzilla's standing there, all threatening again. And he's and you saw this look of like, are we really going to do this again? Are you really going to keep fighting? And then he, you know, he so he grabbed the axe and was about to stand up, and then Godzilla didn't advance, right? Which was like the his signal is like, hey, no, it's like you got my respect, bro. And then he dropped the axe, and they had that moment, and then he left. Yep, yep. You know, so that was, I think that was, like I said, I think no matter who you came into this movie rooting for, 
I think both characters were done justice. Me, yeah, yeah, same here. And I am glad that they made the decision as decidedly as mm-hmm. it was portrayed in the movie that mm-hmm. Godzilla won that fight. Like, yeah. it, it, you just, you got to fucking see it. You yeah, know, you know, we, yeah. You know, it's and you feel for Kong. You love Kong. You know, he's a good, he's a good monster. On any he, other day, it could have gone different. You know, but the the way I see it is that he's just out of his weight class, man. Yeah, he's out of his weight class with Godzilla. You know, we went down to to the Hollow Earth and he fought that weird flying cobra monster. You know, he 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 did a lot better with that. And, and two of them. Yeah, and that's more that's more his style. You know, that's his weight class of fighting. Yeah. But by himself, yeah, you know, Godzilla, I mean, like I said, in the last movie, Godzilla took a nuke, a megaton nuke, point blank, and it made him stronger. If you detonated a megaton nuke right next to King Kong, what would happen? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. He'd exactly. Be toast. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, Kong, Godzilla in the last movie fought Ghidorah, and Ghidorah's bigger than Godzilla. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he did it yeah although he mothra helped mothra did help you're right you're mothra, right Mo, mothra helped and so it's always one of the things though it's 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 the distraction of effort mm-hmm. you know give mm-hmm. uh give the big guns a chance to reload yeah to finish the fight yeah um yeah yeah absolutely yeah you of course mothra mothra always helps yeah um yeah and that- then kong you know helped in this one Mm-hmm. Still, I think it's uh what do you think the next installment's gonna be now? Do you ha- have you heard news? Have you heard any any of the speakings? What would well, you like to see? Well, what what I'm hearing right now, well, this was this is the last movie that legendary pictures can use the rights to Godzilla for. That uh, in the original agreement that they made with Toho Studios. Oh they said three Godzilla movies. And so this is the third one. And they're going now, right now, is Toho is kind of playing a waiting game to see how well this one does. If it does well, which it is right now, it's the biggest movie of the pandemic. It's the, it has the biggest yeah. debut on HBO now or HBO Plus or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And so signs are looking good that Legendary is going to be able to make more, but we're, but they're going to wait and see. Mm. And so. What, yeah, would, what would you like to see? Who would you like to see come back? What would you like to be? Uh, what do you, What do you think is a possible good storyline? How do we How do we see a Super Friends type movie with them? It's really hard to say. I think I would like to see. Um, because Mechagodzilla more, is done, right? Right, Mechagodzilla is done. I think I would like to see another legendary original monster. Instead of bringing another Toho monster back for him to fight, I'd like to see them make another original monster for Godzilla to fight. Mm. Or, but but if they're going to go that route. Now, what I would like to see happen is my favorite Godzilla movies are always the ones where he's the bad guy. The original one. Godzilla 1985, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, would now would you call God? Now I've I always kind of thought. I mean, Godzilla wasn't a really a bad guy in '85. 
Well, as I in mean, as in being malicious. I he kind of was though. He kind of was. He, you know, I mean, he showed up and he was. I mean, sure, a lot of the the damage was simply because he's huge and he's walking in a city. But there were also times where he deliberately did things to hurt people. Well, once the once the military started attacking mm-hmm. him, right. And so I think he could say he was like. It's hard for me to um, think he's being bad in that movie. Chaotic neutral, maybe. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think chaos is inherent in his mm-hmm. being. Yeah. The, the the existence of him with man is inherently chaotic. I think that's mm-hmm. just what it brings. But he was just following nature, man. He was, you yeah, know, he, in that but, movie. But either way, okay. But he's still sure. sure. And okay, the antagonized. The antagonist. He's the, he's the threat that needs yeah. to be dealt with. Yes. yes, threat. Good point. Good. Very yeah. very good word. And so that's I would. This one kind of hinted at that in the beginning when he attacks the apex, you know, in facility. Yeah, yeah. You saw a little, yep, you saw a little bit of what this Godzilla being that way would look like. And I think that, um, because the the thing that I like about this, you know, is that the humans, because every, seemingly every action that Godzilla has taken in in this monster verse has been to the benefit of humanity. Uh, that that they look upon him as humanity's savior, but all he's doing is keeping balance. And when something comes to threaten that balance, he takes care of it. That's what he saw in Mechagodzilla. That's what he saw in King Ghidorah. That's what he saw in the Mutos. Yeah, right. What happens if he sees humanity as a threat? What if he sees the, all the harm that humanity is doing to the planet, to the to the balance of nature? Hmm. You know, there's a line in, at the end of King of the Monsters where it's like, I'm sure glad he's on our side. And then one of the scientists is like, well, for now. Right. Right. I think. Well, that is that like, is the sentiment at the end of 85, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When man makes its steps toward that, you know, it must be leveled mm-hmm. out. Right. Um, and so I think having a, a whole movie where. Godzilla sees humanity as a threat in this in this monster verse. I don't think it's going to happen because they've kind of entrenched him as the the antihero slash good guy of these movies, and 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 that's fine. But I think I would like to see one where, I mean, in real life, if there was a, a you know three hundred foot tall giant lizard terrorizing a city, it would be terrifying. You know, oh yeah, and that's something that we got glimpses of in each movie. But like to see the the sheer panic that would actually be on regular people's faces as this giant thing is walking through a city, destroying buildings. Right, right. That I'd like to see some more of that. I'd like you know, um, mm, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to say you know him being you know humans seeing humans as the problem. And yeah. having one, you know, so he would, it would have to be something, you know, they would have to spin it to being him targeting places of, of potential problems, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, you know, I don't know. That would be an interesting story to try and craft. Yeah. On 
on that. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, yeah. and then, and then, and then, what would be, you know, would it be something where Godzilla just wins and humanity loses, or would they? They would have to make it humanity winning, you know, i.e., eighty-five pushing him in a in a, in a volcano. volcano. Which yeah, should, which wouldn't have killed Godzilla anyway, right? And you know, and that's kind of what, and that, and they said that in that movie. It's like it's not going to kill him; it's just going to put him away. It's going to keep him at bay so he doesn't mess things up anymore. And so, yeah, it would be kind of tricky to see how they resolve that. I haven't put that much thought into it for this. Hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I would say to revisit the oxygen destroyer, but they already did that. In right. King of the Monsters is kind of a throwaway thing, which really kind of bugged me. Yeah, yeah. That that you know was so was such a powerful weapon; it deserved its own movie, basically. Right. And so, but that's neither here nor there. Didn't they do that in an older movie too? The original. Oh yeah, you're yeah yeah exactly because I mm-hmm. remember them seeing on underwater. I yeah. Mem- mm-hmm. Yeah, being underwater when they used the oxygen destroyer yeah, in the original it, one. Right, and and the the scientist that developed it, you know, cut his line, and so the secret of how to make it died with him, so nobody else could it couldn't fall into the wrong hands. Right, 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 right. So that was, uh, yeah, and then and then in you know two thousand was it two thousand seventeen two thousand eighteen when they did King of the Monsters two thousand nineteen that's what it was, and they 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 briefly had the oxygen destroyer as a thing when Godzilla was fighting Ghidorah. And then the oxygen destroyer came in. It was kind of like a throwaway moment, just as a reference. But yeah. I didn't. It should have had its own movie. I think. Agreed. But, no, but on the whole, though, I really like. You know the I love these movies. I think that you know it's a good time to be a Godzilla fan, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a good time. Me too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I. And I would hope if they were to make another Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. um, don't have that element of like, oh, one human understands Kong or is like in this right. this thing with or with 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 Godzilla. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't don't have the the, the person understanding him and right. knowing the way he thinks and. Now that has been an element in past movies. In oh, sure, the, of sure. It, yeah, I, the the lady that could telepathically talk to Godzilla, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. of course, of course, that yeah. was a thing. Yeah. So it's not like it's there's that's without precedent. No, but I I'm with you though. I am with you. Let's just make one without it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah. I think that they need to have some sort of. I think what they need to do, the only logical place for them to go is to uh, remake uh, Destroy All Monsters, which was supposed to be the end of the original Godzilla movie the Toho, series. The Toho series. It was, it was all of the big Toho monsters coming together to fight Monster Zero. Right. It was, that was supposed to be the original end. And I could see the next one being something like that, where there's a well, giant. You're right. We haven't seen Monster Zero. No, we we saw it in the last one, King of the Monsters. Oh, okay. oh right. Monster Zero is Ghidorah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But but there's, he would have to come back. Well, there's. I think they could use a different one. I think if they were going to Godzilla. Bring, I think 
Space Godzilla, but there's one other one. Um, the last movie of what they call the Heisei series, which is what started with Godzilla 1985 and yeah. ended with its, uh, That's, it was a monster that was born from the oxygen destroyer. The oxygen destroyer mutated this thing and mutated this and created this life form. And it grew up to be this giant monster. And that was the monster that oh. killed Godzilla. The one thing that killed Godzilla, right, in the original movie, right, gave birth to this other monster that, that destroyed the next one. Mm. And I think if they wanted to do it, if they needed to have a real threat to Godzilla, it would have to be that. Sure. Sure, that's, that's intriguing. If they wanted to end Godzilla... Um, or you know i i just how, how do you up the stakes you know how do you how do you you know unless they come up with some other monster that was just as powerful or just as much of a threat if they wanted to use another toho monster for these movies that would be the one yeah yeah you're right you're right cuz none of the other ones really come up and stand that much of a chance Mm-mm. um interesting point man interesting point um do you do you foresee any other kong movies i think they're kind of in the same boat where can they really go with kong from here like i, I think they could because kong i think they will they, oh you think they're going to make a center earth voyage now of him do having to do something to save the center or the hollow earth or uh, probably i think so right. you know that journey to the center of the earth kind of thing i think so yeah, they can um, because because right. because that's kind of how it ends, you know. Godzilla is the king of the monsters up on Earth, but King Kong is the king of the Hollow Earth. That's kind of you know they have their own realms. Yeah, not neither ones. They're not going to get along, so they're in their own. <laughs> go to your own rooms, you know. Go to yeah, your corners. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of where they're at. So, and plus, they're not dependent on a license from Toho for King Kong because King Kong is a universal thing, I believe. Uh, right, right. So yeah, they can. Do, do Kong versus other monsters now. Mm-hmm. That's opened up for Kong. Yeah. I could see them doing another, at least one more Kong movie. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, Legendary could, could span out and do a couple other things too, probably. Mm-hmm. And just, if they get the licensing or not from Godzilla, they could probably still do other shit. Yeah, I think they, I think, I think that this one's doing well enough that Toho will probably give them the license to make more. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Legendary's done a good job. I think so. On the on the whole, you know, each each movie has its own flaws. You know, sure. that could have been done better. But like I said on the whole, I'm quite happy with them. Totally, totally. And I, you know, it's one of the few movie franchises that's left that I will pay to go see in theaters. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely, man. I could have got HBO and just watched it at home, but no, I want to go to the theater and see it proper. Yes. Yeah, I did as prop, proper as I could without going to a theater. Mm-hmm. 65-inch TV, 4K. Yeah. That's good, too. That's good, too. They're both good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed They're it. They're both good. I enjoyed yeah. it. All right, man. Well, hey, I love you. Thank you for the stimulating conversation. I, we we talked the shit out of Godzilla. Good, mm-hmm. good, uh, good on everything, man. This has been fun. Absolutely. This has been awesome. Any other uh, any other good things you want to leave the the peoples with? You got a poem on you. I do have a poem. Read us I one. Was just, I was just bringing it up. Good, good. 
So do you want to fill them in on my poems or do you want me to just go for it? Just go for it, man. All right. All right. So this one is called Shatterpoints Frozen in Time is the name of this poem. All right. All right. Okay. Unwavering tendencies projected upon the face of the moon by some unknown Shakespearean entertainer sitting in his pompous diner reflecting on days of yore. Who knows why the caterpillar chooses its life, so wonderfully sophisticated in its shimmering simplicity, always crawling toward darkening inevitabilities of November morning. Amazing, isn't it, how ideas such as these, always burning questions into dollars? Stop. It's not fun anymore. The colored ball knows the answer, yet refuses to divulge until tea time has been fully enjoyed by the politicians in her pocket. So gleefully insipid. <laughs> oh, yeah, there were a couple of really good lines in there, man. There were Thank a couple of really good lines in there. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, go back and listen to that one again, folks, and ponder on that for a while. It'll uh, it'll keep you running. Brother, open I love you. Open up your mind brains. Love open you too, up man. your mind brains and, and let your thought hearts feel. That's it. You're the best, bro. You're the best. I love you, man. Love you, too. Have a great night, sweet and dreams and all that stuff. Uh, love to your families. and uh, Likewise. We will, we will do this again soon, man. Definitely. My nose just night, really man. itched so crazy right there. That was insane. It, ha- it happens. Uh, all right, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Bye, bud.